This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, Another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. That wasn't my really yo it is, but I, didn't, I can't be Seltzer. And unfortunately, Seltzer is not with us today. Uh... We'll, we'll see where Seltzer is. We'll see where he's going. But thank God. Thank God Joe Gillia was here. Joe, welcome back to the I Hopes Podcast. Wow. It, it only took uh, whatever James is going to tell you, the reason he's not here next week, for yeah. me to come back. It's my first appearance since the Philly sign Andrew McCutcheon. The emergency podcast. Yeah. Was why, why was I here with you? Was it snowing? Uh, well, because, yeah, I mean, James was at home, and we needed... With, his ba- with a baby, maybe? Maybe with a baby. Maybe, I think it was with... No, the Segura one was with a baby. Oh, yeah. But so, I was here for that. You were here for that one. Uh, Joe was our emergency fill-in guy, uh, and Seltzer will be back on Tuesday uh, to recap uh, Brewers series that... I feel a lot better heading into today to that series now. I mean, split. A split is better than losing three out of four. Oh, man. That, that was a split that, that we needed. Like... It was they, they game one was just a, a fantastic baseball game, and that was one of those games where it's like, ah, oh, feels like the Phillies are a good team. Yep. The last two days, I mean, the, the Irvin start, whatever, the blown game, um, in game two, today was just like never a doubt. <laughs> yeah, never a doubt, except lots of doubt. The end, that series felt like a playoff series. Three of the four games, like that, was intense. All those games going down the stretch, except you know when Cole Irvin pitches. Yeah, it, it, it did feel like a playoff game. Yep. I'm excited for it. Like. I, those teams are so similar to me. They both have crazy managers who who just like do stuff to drive their own fans crazy. They don't. They don't even make sense. Like they just don't even make any sense. They just needle in the opponent. But both I, them look and and both the offenses are similar. They walk a lot. They strike out. They hit home runs. They, look, that was a fun series and a split in Wrigley. That's probably what we could have hoped for. Listen, right? They weren't getting three out of four. If you can go five hundred on the road, that's a win. I mean, it, that, and I think that they are that now, right? Because they've yep. got to 500 after the last road trip, and now two and two here. For as frustrating as they've been on the road, um, I thought that was a. I mean, just to, just to split that series, um, and really, I, they didn't play their best baseball. But I will say, like, the offense impressed me this week. Like, the weather's heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, JT is is red hot. Well, JT now he's Marlins. Marlins road splits. JT. Oh, the one they traded for. Yeah, the first. Listen, the first month he's learning the pitching staff, which takes a while. It, like, it's harder, I think, for catchers to to hit in a brand new t- on a brand new team because they have so much stuff they have to learn. Yeah, you're thinking I, about defense pitching. Yeah, I mean, he has to he has to get there early. He has to sit down with Chris Young. He has to go over the whole. He has to develop a whole game plan for these pitchers. Then you have guys like Vince Velasquez who shake him off, and I assume that's mildly frustrating. Um, and I think the bat is the last thing to come. And now you got now you got JT rolling. Like Hoskins is in a slump. Yep. When Hoskins slumps, Hoskins slumps. Much like when the Phillies lose, the Phillies lose. Yeah, you know when Reese's in a slump. I mean, also, like, Hoskins, before, after the Cardinals series, I think was batting 300. And now it's maybe 250-ish? Yes. So when, when Reese goes into a dive, he goes into a dive. Um, and now you have guys like I mean, McCutcheon, McCutcheon has stepped up. Segura is still Segura, the straw that stirs the drink. You have Harper, who had three hits last night. Uh, he had the single today. Uh, he bunted the other day. You, like, you enjoy that? I enjoy them when they work. When yeah. they don't, I scream and say, swing yeah. the bat. Swing the bat, Bryce. Kingery's hitting since he came back? The most shocking thing, not the most shocking thing, but one of the most shocking things is that Kingery came off the DL and is back to hitting. You would think he missed a month. you think he'd come in and it would take him a week or so to get going? Nope. Boom. Right in there. Right. So uh, we're, rec- we're recording this right after the, the game. I mean, literally, Hector Neris just got 
Uh, who who did he get the last out? Whatever, he popped him up. Well, he allowed a double to Ch- Tyler Chatwood before he yes. got the last out. Yes, we, we never a doubt, though. No doubt, Neris. He's their closer. He had to go two innings today. I mean, today's game was, listen, Nola, I th- we were recording our the take during that, but you have to get six innings out of Nola there, and it was an aggressive move to get him out of the game and bring in, uh, bring in Adam Morgan, who wasn't great, but, like, Nola... You need him with this bullpen to get through that sixth inning with an 8-3 lead. It's still an 8-3 ball game, and that was the first time he really had any stress outside the fourth. Look, they won, so you feel good about the way that ended because they got the win. But th- this game reminded you that despite what he did last Saturday, Nola with the 12 strikeouts against the Rockies, he's still not back because last year, you give him, an, you give him that kind of lead, he rolls to seven or eight innings with maybe one run allowed. And they needed it today. Yep. Like, they could have really used that. Instead, Gabe's got to start mixing and matching, and... I don't like when Gabe gets mixy-matchy. Five relievers today. Morgan, Five? Dominguez, Nishek, Alvarez, Neris. Yeah. Five to get through it. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I I like Gabe. I defend Gabe. I did not think Gabe had a great series. I thought it was a, it was a, a like Monday night, and we'll go back to it, um, it was a, it was an exhale game. I did not feel confident with what Gabe was trying. The Nishek game. The Nishek, the, the Shaq. <laughs> The Shaq game. So let's go to Monday night. Um, Arietta was fine. I mean, it, it was a for Arietta to go six innings, one run in his return had to be emotional for him. Revenge season. Revenge season. Arietta. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was he got balls ripped off him in that game. Well, that's been a lot of the season. It happened the... to be right at people. Like it just felt like a bunch of exhale moments for 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 Jakey. But the bullpen Monday became the story. After the bullpen Jake. Monday became the story. Um, Sir Anthony goes out there, throws eleven pitches. Uh, looked at, the best Sir Anthony has looked this season. That was his best inning since that looked like last year, I Sir know. Anthony. And I then know. it just fell apart after that. And I can't get I can't get into his head. I I don't think he's confident enough. Like I don't think he's confident. But the Phillies they can't do anything about it. Like I was thinking in my head today, what if they sent him down to Lehigh Valley? But they still need him here. I know that's the problem. If you send Sir Anthony down to Lehigh Valley. You're 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 hampering your bullpen too much. He, I think he needs a trip to Lehigh Valley. If I'm being honest, I think Sir Anthony needs to go to Lehigh Valley and just get right, get a bunch of appearances, and just get back into that rhythm he was in before he got called up last year. But they can't do it because he's one of their four best bullpen options, and they've they've just been running to the ground. Like right now, it's Morgan, Naris, Sir Anthony, Nishak. That's it. When when they win, those guys pitch. That that's it. Like Gabe has four guys he goes to and wins. <laughs> In an eight-man bullpen, it's hard. And when you're playing all these games without a day off, you know, you're going to have a game like Monday night where it's the whole thing is screwed up. Well, Tuesday became screwed up because of what happened Monday. Right, so Sir Anthony comes in, has a dominant 11-pitch inning. I didn't have a problem sending him back out there because at least it was a clean inning. Like, and only 11 pitches. It was only 11 pitches. And he looked great. And he looked great. So the, the, the second guessing of Gabe there, I think, is a bit unfair. Because, well, because everyone goes back to what you were on a lot last year, that Dominguez hasn't or wasn't good last year in the second inning. He sits down, he comes back, he wasn't good. But they hadn't tried it this year, really. This and, was the first time. And my more main point on that was that I didn't like when he would come into a, a high leverage situation, get out of it, and then they put him back out. So there. like two guys on, one out, he gets out of it, and then you got to yes. ramp it up again. Yeah, because then you're just messing with a, like a guy kind of has the exhale, Whew, I got out of that, and he relaxes and his... His focus level is down, but Sir Anthony pitched a clean inning. Mm-hmm. Like he came into a clean inning, got out of a clean inning. Nishak's not ready to go, so so they can't go to Nishak, and then and then um, Descalso ties the game on the on the Herrera misplay right. in left field or McCutcheon misplay in left field. Luckily, they come back and win. I mean, for for them to come back twice in that game, um, I think that I think that was a big turning point 
in this season for this for this team because they haven't played well on the road, and then for them to to get that kind of win, they never win that game. Well, I mean, last year that game was just like last year, except them winning it. Like they would compete against the good teams last I year. I had seen that loss a hundred times. Yeah, and that was all last season. Like, and then there was the heartbreaking loss at the end. You're like, damn it, and that's what this, that game was. Except they came back and won it. They never, they, they never, they never come back and win that game. The 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 questionable game decision outside of the Nishak thing, which wasn't totally his fault, was in the in the tenth inning. Uh, he has Adam Morgan out there, and on deck you have um, Descalso again. Right. So, but he, but he, hold on, he had, he had a right. So basically, there was a lefty to start the inning. I forget who that was, but he gets out the lefty. It might have been Hayward. He gets out Hayward in the tenth. What was the Morgan versus Hayward series? Right. So he gets out Morgan. Uh, he gets out Hayward in the tenth. There's a righty up. Oh, there's Almora's up, right? So Almora's up. Gabe pulls Morgan there, goes to Nicasio. He goes to Nicasio to face Almora, and then Almora singles up the middle, bringing up Descalso. Where if I was Gabe, I would have left in Morgan to face Almora, who for some reason the Phillies turned into a good player this weekend. Like Albert Almora is. Garbage. He hit everything this week. Albert Almora, he can't hit, <laughs> and the Phillies made him seem like he was like one of the five best center fielders in baseball. Um, so, so he gets him out there, and and instead of having a Morgan versus Descalso pairing, it turns into Nicasio versus Descalso, and then the double play that kind of got a little seemed bit. like he didn't want to use Morgan, but he had to, right? Because Morgan, that was the fourth in five days. Yeah, I always wonder when, want Gabe, to when Gabe does this. It's like he'll, he'll go to a certain point. Like I don't want to pitch Morgan tonight. All right, damn it, I have to pitch him for one batter or two batters, but I'm not going to throw him for an inning. Right. Like Gabe has these weird, and, and it's not a bad thing. I think he has these very hard and fast rules about how he uses relievers, and he's not going to go off that. Right. Like he's not going to hurt Morgan to, and he might lose the game. Like, and we'll talk about Tuesday. He lost the game Tuesday because he's not going to pitch these guys more than he thinks they should. Right. And whether that's modern baseball, whether it's not modern baseball, I don't really care. Um, you don't. Pitchers are at their best and they're performing at their peak levels when they get enough rest. Like there's enough stats on that. Like, yeah, you can't. The old days of ah, oh, take the ball whenever. But then guys aren't pitching as well and their stuff isn't nearly as dominant. That's the that's the domino effect of having guys that can just always pitch is that they're not always effective and they get hurt too. They're fatigued and they get hurt, especially with the pitchers these days. They just can't do it. So, but but my problem with that, Joe, is that. It doesn't feel like Gabe has a plan with that. Like so, Tuesday happens, right? And their plan was for Eflin to go deep into a ball game, which he did. Shocking deep enough, yeah. No, he had thirty-two pitches in the first inning. He still went six, which yeah. I was shocked at. Eflin has got the mental fortitude that you need to to stay up in this league. He has like like if Pavetta Velasquez are in that situation, it's 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 a it's a debacle. But Eflin has the kind of mental makeup where he can settle down and and grind through a ball game, and he got them six. But you can't. If I'm Gabe, you can't plan on your starter going deep into a ball game, and that's like it. All right, let me ask you this, because I I think what you said about Gabe's plan or not having a plan, I think it's true, but it's almost like I think Gabe knows the end of the story, but doesn't know how he's going to get there. It's almost like he knows, all right, over these five days, I'm going to pitch these guys this many times. I'm not going to go over that. But like this, what just happened was they won four in a row before Tuesday's game. Yeah. He had used those guys all those days because he wanted to win all four of those games. When you get to day five... You're screwed. But, but I wonder if over time that's the right strategy. Because he won the first four games by going with his strategy. But basically by doing that, Tuesday he went into the game with his hands high behind his back. He went so in, is that a good... I don't know. Well, he I guess went, I, I, over time we're going to find more... If this keeps winning, he's he's going to feel validated in this. But you can't... 
you can't go into every baseball. Like, you have to have some kind of emergency plan. You well, know? I guess the emergency plan was De Los Santos, right? I, here's what I feel. Dave, he pitched like he pitched at, like Edgar Garcia was in a one run game. I think the emergency plan was we're gonna we're gonna lose the game. Like it, I, they, I think he was okay losing the game. A schedule loss. Yeah. Well, if, if Nishek is if Nishek is fine, if well, Nishek, that's that's the that's the point. If Nishek if Nishek is good to go that game, they win. I think it's as simple as that. You know what, what it feels like? It feels like they have to win every game that he's aggressive with because when, once you once you blow the bullets, there's no more bullets two days from then. Well, like today the, was an example of that. Right. He 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 used his whole war chest today, which means by Sunday, if they're close games, he's going to be out of pitchers again. They got to win the games he wants. It's like when Gabe tries to win a game, they better win the game. Because because then you have Tuesday, which right. it was just like, when are they going to lose this? Like, oh, we both we knew. It. Like, like, when is this going to when is when is it going to break? I mean, Edgar Garcia was in a one run game. Jose Alvarez, who is starting to pitch better. I mean, Jose Alvarez, I called the human white flag before. Not totally the human white flag anymore. Isn't better lately. Like, Is he figuring it out? Luis Garcia for Jose Alvarez? Did we win that trade? You know what would help this? It would help if they score more runs in these games. Like, and I, I think the offense is starting to get there. Last year, I thought Gabe was involved in too many games. Right? It felt like Gabe Kapler had to manage through every game. That that no manager should have to do that. If they put 10 runs on the board one of these days, guess who sits there and can leave the game and they still win? Yeah, Gabe. But, but that happened today, though, and he still almost overmanaged it. Well, that's true. We'll fault. get to that. I mean, it was 8-3. I mean, whatever. Um, uh, I just think that going into a game in Wrigley Field against that Cubs team with four of your, your best relievers down, I don't like that. But would you, Okay, would you be okay then losing Saturday or Sunday because he's thinking about Tuesday? It's like he has to make a choice. Either he's more, he's more diligent getting there or you might, I mean, you might lose Saturday or Sunday if he's not as aggressive. It's a tough, it's a tough decision to make. You know what it is? They need more competent bullpen arms. Yes. That's what it comes down He's to. Got, when you only have four you trust, like we're going to keep having this conversation. It's not even a chicken or the egg thing when it comes to this pitching staff. They need one more starter, and they need one more. Like A Bumgarner-Will Smith trade just fixes almost everything. Yeah. Like, even though it's a one-year investment. and For both those guys. For both of those guys. They're both free agents at the end of the year. If you go bring those guys in, you have another lefty to pair with Morgan who's, who can get out righties. And you have a starter that can should be able to give you at least six innings. Which every means time on those like the other days he could be more aggressive with the bullpen if he knows. All right, like you just said it about Eflin. Like oh, he's got to take a lot of innings. You know, Bumgarner will do that. Yep, yep. They 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 need they need both. Like it's not it's not the one of the uh, one or the other. They they absolutely need both. Which leads us to Wednesday. Uh, Cole Irvin, uh, Mister Quadruple A. That's him. Uh, I I like Cole Irvin, but. There's the problem with a guy that throws 84 miles an hour. When he misses, <laughs> the scoreboard breaks in right field. Like you, you can't miss it. All of a sudden, Anthony Rizzo turns into the natural. Holy moly! I mean, that, that ball's that dude. Yeah, look, he's a good. Obviously, he's a he's a good AAA pitcher. He came up here. I mean, I, I imagine if they bring him back up at some point, he could probably pitch a couple of good games. But th- that game last night's going to happen with he him. Can, I don't think he can be your consistent. Every fifth day he goes out there, guy. No. Because eventually teams are going to get a book on him. He can bring you a spot start. Definitely. He's good enough to do that. He can be in the, the 9 hap role where he just, and, or Kendrick before him, where he just like can come up, give you some, uh, like if you, if you need to lengthen out your starting rotation, like if you need to, if you six want, man? Yeah. Like if you want to go for a six man rotation for a week or two and kind of lengthen out guys to so give them a little bit of rest, I, I trust Cole Irvin to come in and do that. But uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> 86 to 93 with like he has to be perfect or else the Rizzo home run happens 
Almora. Yeah, it's one thing to be Tom Glavin 2.0 against the Royals. It's I another thing to go to Wrigley for Field. For Christ's sake. I mean, we were throwing out Tom Glavin, that, like, who needs Keiko? Like, well, because everyone loves a soft toss that they can throw. It's like, man, it's like I Jamie mean, Moyer. I do love a guy that knows how to pitch. Yeah, I know you do. I know. But I also like a guy that can strike some guys out. So Cole Irvin gets set down today. I got to be honest. It's going to be either Velasquez or Pavetta. It's, like, Cole Irvin is not going to get another start. And they can't. Well, Salisbury wrote about it. Cause, so I think Salisbury said they could They have a day off Monday. So they could go with a four-man rotation until next Saturday. That's the next time they would need a fifth guy because they could use the Monday as just skip the start. But he has to stay down for 10 days, so he couldn't even take that start next Saturday. Like, they need someone to take over. Right, so it's going it to be Pavetta or Velasquez. And for Velasquez to come out yesterday and be like, that's my spot, it's like, come on, Vince. And Gabe was like, I don't know <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, then Gabe was like, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. So, uh, looks like it could be Velasquez or Pavetta. I don't know, man. I just, I don't want to see Vince Velasquez anymore. <laughs> just, no, is this a Pavetta I, take or is this Velasquez? It's Velasquez. I, I don't want them to bring up Pavetta unless he is back, like back, back. Because he didn't, he didn't pitch well. I mean, he walked Tim Tebow. Joe, he walked. Yeah, I know. When he, I tweeted about Pavetta, everyone told me he walked Tim you Tebow. Can't, you can't bring back up a guy that walked Tim Tebow. All right. Well, if it's if it's not Pavetta, it's it's Velasquez. I know it's going to be Velasquez. So, all right. Let me, people we keep saying Velasquez bullpen. I think that might eventually happen. But like, I feel like once you do that, you can't go back. If they put it's him like in the, turning, it's like turning Jalen Mills into a safety. He's a safety then. Yeah. So you're gonna like his innings will go down, his arm strength will go down. So like they can't do it unless they know they have another starter. Right. So I, it's gonna be Vince. It's gonna be Vince, and he doesn't deserve it. He is frustrating to watch, and we're gonna be watching the same story we always see with Vince. It's the same stuff every single time. You ready? No, I'm not ready. I don't want to deal with it. I just don't. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with Vince anymore. But he's. That's he, a Dodger start too, isn't that a Dodger game? That Saturday game. Yeah. Cardinals then on the road to LA. Vince well, in LA? You have seven runs, three innings. Come on, you don't think Vinny Sunshine can handle it? No. You don't think so? Against that offense? But yeah, it feels like it's Velasquez. Unless, I guess Pavetta could have one more start before next Saturday because he pitched the other night. He, he pitched two nights ago. So they they could let us they could let it play out one more Pavetta start, see if he's ready, and then make it. I know, decision. but I, I just I don't think they want to jerk him around. Like, I don't think they want to bring him up, and then if he doesn't do well, send him back down. I think when they want to bring him up, they want to have him stay up. Like when the Yankees sent Mickey Mantle down, and then he came back, and he never left. Roy Halladay with the Blue Jays? S- same thing. S- like, they, they don't want to screw around. You so can you, screw around with the last You come game. up, you go down, you come back, you go to the Hall of Fame. If so, fact. Mantle, Halladay, Pavetta. All three of those are the same exact thing. I completely agree. Um, all right, today, just a honestly, it was nerve-wracking. Didn't love the way the game was trending. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like, no. it felt like a loss multiple times. Uh, Nola seemed like he was getting back on track. Uh, there's still the the four walks, which you don't love to see. He did pitch well in the in warm weather again. Again, he's only at 93 pitches. I I think it was a mistake to pull him out there. Bring in bring in uh, Morgan there. I just I want to see Nola finish out a ball game. That's that's where I'm at. Well, at least the six. Not finish out a ball game, but like at least get you through through the seven. Then the, the plan makes more sense. Then you can go you can go Morgan or Sir Anthony for seven. Morgan Stranthi seven eight, and then Naris for the ninth. Yeah, I think the 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 questionable decision by Gabe today was not letting him get through the sixth because that started the the parade of relievers. He wasn't going seven. Like part of this is on Nola too. Aaron Nola, like you were saying, Bumgarner. If you have a a guy that can go deep in games, it changes the bullpen usage. Nola's got to be better. Like I, I'm with you on Gabe that maybe today was too early, but. At 93 pitches, that means he's only going to get through the six. He's yeah. not going to. Gabe's not going to let him throw 120 pitches in seven innings in, eight, in May. Yeah. So I mean, today he's only going but, six. But here's the thing: is he just did this with Nola last weekend, 
where he let him finish it out because he looked like Aaron Nola again, and now he's pulling him early. Well, because he didn't look like Aaron Nola. Not yet. So it's just this, when this, are we getting Aaron Nola? That's the problem. We don't know when we're gonna get him. Like we know, we know he's gonna be good. We just don't know when he's gonna if he's gonna look like the ace that we saw last. Year. There's a chance he doesn't. I mean, that's becoming. No, it's it's a month and a half into the season. Yeah, two months into the season. Look, his ERA was two three something last year. If you had a guess right now, his final ERA at the end of the year is three four. Yeah, three four five. I mean, that's that's okay. Well, but... when you start the season, I mean, he still has an ERA in the fours. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he gave three runs in five and two thirds today. Five and a third. Right. So, uh, but still, Phil's got the split, uh, a much-needed split, just just to feel good about this team on the road for the first time in a while. Like I was worried that this team, much like last year, was only going to be a home team that play, fed off the home energy that now can't put together on the road. But I thought that the offensive approach on the road was really, really good against yep. Chicago. They I mean, walked. A, I mean, they got Hamels what ninety-nine pitches in like four, four innings. innings. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's fantastic, and of course, it didn't work. I mean, the game got out of hand because of the home runs, two bad pitches. From Cole Irvin, but still, the the plan of attack was great. McCutcheon's been unbelievable. I love McCutcheon. McClutch? Are you in on the? All right, is McClutchin a good nickname? Yeah, he is McClutchin. If you if the Phillies absolutely need a hit right now, who are your top three? Like, well, a, if I need a just a base hit, Segura's got to come to the Segura's play. number one. But an extra base hit, it's not Gene. No, that's fine. Uh, you need like a, second and third, two outs. JT eighth inning. So hold on. So let's go Segura. Segura JT. McCutcheon. You're JT ahead of McCutcheon. Yeah. Why? I just feel like he's been clutch all year. He goes the other way to single up the middle the other night. Now he's got the power. I told you before, I'm I'm in on MVP votes for JT this year. Well, if he's if he's catching like this, which has been phenomenal. And the power has started. The power's starting to come. Ever since he tweeted that he needs more power, he saw that tweet and he said, uh, yeah, right, Joey Hot Takes. I'm going <laughs> to... Pat Neshek showed it to him. Yeah, Pat Neshek said, hey, look what this Pat guy Pat was said. searching his own name, and he happened to stumble yeah. upon my tweet That's about JT. About right. Sounds about right. Neshek, man. That sucks. Not a banner week for Pat Neshek. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, it didn't pitch in the game. It was warming up. I, look, that might have been partially Gay's fault, but it just bothered me that Pat went to the media to be like, listen, I was on Twitter and was upset at me, but this is really what happened. And then he just he sucks when he's in there. He He's starting to get... I think we're starting to see the age of Pat Nishan. Yeah, I agree. His hard hit percentage is up. All the all his advanced metrics, they're all up. He's pitching fine. I trust him for the most part. But you're starting to see some cracks in the armor. Oh, Pat so you're Nishan. saying one of the four trustworthy relievers isn't any good? There's only if I they have two guys. They have two guys. The Phillies have the Phillies <laughs> have two two in a in a day and age and where there's super bullpens. The Phillies have two guys I feel good about. Part of it is bad luck, right? Hunter and. Um, and Robertson, Robertson like, hurt. Even Hunter, it's like, really? Yeah, they're missing one really good pitcher. No, they are. Because right now, it's like, it's like a, what are we talking about? Like, Every night, it feels like Gabe's just tightrope walking to the end of the game. He is. Like, Nishek, like, Nishek and Sir Anthony have been good. Like, like last year, good. Nishek's been good this year-ish. Yeah. And Sir Anthony's been so, eh. But he's still one of your four best relievers. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> not good, not great. That's like that's where I'm worried about the, the the like the straw that breaks a camel's back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the same kind of thing as last year. Like we all saw it coming. I will say the offense is figuring figuring it out and picking. Yeah, it and out. they're gonna have to win games for them. They have to. They will have to. Um, Bryce in Chicago. His his 15 was it 15 games on base streak. It, his it OVP broke. over over 500 yeah. at Wrigley Field came to an end. But uh, three hits last night. Good. He caught up the he's, he caught up the two fastballs. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure today. Singled in the first inning. Yep, that was a good at bat. Um, 
I think he's batting three over 300 in his last eight games. So I haven't looked because when he's doing well, I don't look as much as I look when he's doing poorly. When the, we have to defend him. Right. The, I haven't looked at the strikeouts, but it just feels like the last week the strikeouts way down. Yep. The strikeouts, the strikeouts feel down. His, his swing adjustments are very noticeable. Like, yeah, he looks different every week. <laughs> but, but, but I think he's starting to find his rhythm. Mm-hmm. Like Bryce, Bryce, when he's going, is he's a rhythm hitter that doesn't watch any film, which is kind of annoying and frustrating. Worrisome. I would, I would like him forward. to watch. I like him to watch film. But um, I think he's found a swing and found an approach that feels comfortable. And when, when he finds that approach, Bryce is going to be fine because then he just sticks with it until it gets to, until it gets bad pretty much like once he finds the right the right formula he's going to stick with it until he doesn't have to stick with it anymore yeah and look we knew he was going to come out of whatever he was in but man it, it the, i love when he is just when he just puts the bat on the ball good things happen he's got so much power and last week or so he's been going the other way the singles up the middle like that's how you know he's locked in right. when, he's, when he's up the middle we'll learn that we'll learn that when he is up the middle and when he the fact that he's starting to finally catch up the fastballs, I think, is a big deal. Because that was the one that thing that we were so worried about. Like, if you're 26 and can't catch up the fastballs anymore, what like Uh-oh. like what is 30 plus year old Bryce Harper going to look like? Um, but I, I think he's done a decent job against uh, fastballs recently, and I think that's something that's going to get him out of this little funk he's in. Another guy we got to talk about is is Odubel. I mean, just been dreadful since the 360 start to last year. Um, just been shockingly bad. Like he's, he's OBP for over a calendar year is two fifty, which is in this day and age is just atrocious. Kingery's been playing a lot of center field. Gabe today was on the morning show and he was like, "We don't have a center fielder right now," which does not send a, a boat of confidence for uh, Odubel Herrera. I guess it's just going to be Kingery against lefties and and Odubel against righties and hope he gets out of that. Is that is that a good plan? So almost like a straight pl- platoon, yeah. And look, this week it felt like Kingery was a center fielder because they happened to play a series with three straight lefties that's rare I think it's like 70% of the league is right-handed so Odubel's still going to play a lot if they go off of what you're saying he's still going to he's still going to be part of this thing yeah but I don't I don't even think you can take Kingery out of the lineup right now the day Kingery starts in center against a right-handed pitcher is the day Odubel's done yeah it feels like well then it's Kingery's job Kingery Kingery's come back from the DL and looking like the guy we saw before the DL, which I'm shocked by. I mean, when you go on the DL, usually it takes you a little, or IL, it usually takes you a little while to come back into your rhythm, but Kingery's hit the ground running. And I heard uh, when Gabe was on the morning show, he also mentioned Kingery defensively. And look, I think Kingery's looked jittery in center. He's not great defensively. Uh, but you know what? I thought the same thing early last year at shortstop, but then by the middle of the season, you and I were like, he's not bad over there. No, he fits fine. So, and the way Gabe said it this morning, he called him how athletic he was. I think they think. If we just put him out there for a month, he'll look a lot better. I think they just believe in his athleticism so much that they think he'll figure out center field. And I agree. Uh, but the, like the game last night with the pop-up, like that, that's one we that— He broke back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like an infielder playing the outfield. He does. But he, at least he played center field yeah. in college. Like his freshman year of college, he played center field. Can the Phillies ever find a center field that's actually an outfielder? Oduble was a second baseman. They converted him to center field. Now another are doing it again. They refuse to. <laughs> they love this. Kevlar ball. There Experiments. Reinventing the wheel. <laughs> All right. Um, I got to catch a train, so I'm just trying to make sure we can get as much in here as possible. For Listen, I never lied to the High Hopes crew. Um, I have to catch a train or else I'm not going to be home till like 8.30 and I never get home on time. So, you know, we're going to put out a little podcast because we couldn't, we couldn't not put out a podcast. Just After to, that win? Oh, two, two or four against the Cubbies? Full disclosure because you don't lie to the audience yes. here and I have to go along with how you and James do the show. Um, 
if Neris had blown that save, Jack was out of here. Yeah, <laughs> no podcast. No, I'm not. You, you don't need. No one likes a depressed Jack. I mean, you've you've de- you've dealt with depressed Jack for a long time. Yeah, they usually happen on Fridays. It's uh, it's only Thursday. Every single uh, Friday. So, um, Brewers, are you ready to see Ryan Braun versus the Phillies again? No, but we're gonna. And he's. How about this, everybody? Ryan Braun's on a hot streak before the Philly series starts. He's right uh, on. What is he? Oh, let's check it out real quick. Last seven games, batting three fifty three with a four seventy six on base percentage and. No home runs, though. So he's not hitting uh, the power. Fraud. Yeah, wait. Just wait till he sees the Phillies P-roll in the town. Is there anything I can do to drink Christian Yelich? Um, maybe you talk about how great he is. At home? Just how I mean, Christian, I mean, Christian... All right, here. I'll get this out now. Christian Christian Yelich is Ted Williams at home. There you go. He's Ted Williams. Now you ruined it. Now he's going to go over 12 this weekend with eight strikeouts. I hope Ben Harris is fuming after this weekend. After that, after that comp. Because you ruined him? Because I ruined him. What if I ruin... That's the power of the jinx. If I ruin Christian Yelich, <laughs> only the best hitter in the world for the last nine yeah. months. Um, Ike off versus Chase Anderson. Arietta versus Julia Chassin. Um, Zach Eflin versus Brandon Woodruff. Um, Chase Anderson's been pitching decently. Uh, he's another one of those guys that, like, Zach Davies. I think Zach Davies is brutal, but of course, he has a 1 5 3 ERA. Like, he's leading the NL in ERA. So. The Brewers remind me of, remember, like, four or five years ago when the Orioles inexplicably made the playoffs, like, three times in four years, and they couldn't, they had no real pitchers and just a bunch of hitters? That's that's the Brewers. Like, they, it doesn't matter who they throw out there. They win. It's crazy. No. it's it, Woodruff's it, the only guy that really has good stuff. I like Woodruff. I think Woodruff's going to be really good in about a year or two. Um, so, like we say every before every series, take two or three. That's it. Just win the series. Just take two or three. Uh, I don't, I got to be honest. I don't feel good heading into the Brewers series. One of three seems more likely. One of three likely. sounds about where we need them to be. Arietta against that offense, not mm, feeling great. Not missing bats. Eflin Woodruff, is, that feels like a fun Sunday game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, final thoughts real quick, Joe. Uh, well, my final thought is, I'll throw, about, I'll throw it out on Reese. Um, so Reese is in a slump right now. And yes. I thought in April when he got through the slump he had then, he, like, it only lasted a week, I was like, oh, maybe he's fixed this. Because his whole career has been hot month, cold month, yep. hot month, cold month. He's kind of gone back to that hot month, cold month. A- um, April was great. May has not been so great. He needs to find a way to kind of level off the peaks and valleys. And his problem right now is that like he's getting so out on his front foot. Like he needs to stay back a little bit it's longer. Timing. He needs to get. He needs to start thinking. Like when he goes into a slump, it needs to be thinking right center field line drives. Like that'll get him right back in rhythm. Everyone goes in slumps, but man, Reese Hoskins slumps and hot streaks. They are. They're just They're extremes. Um, I got two final thoughts. Uh, I forgot to put in the Brewers thing. Last three games against the Phillies, they outscored the Phillies 22-6. to six, the Ouch. Brewers. <laughs> so, and now we're going to the Brewers ballpark, which, I don't know. They rig. They're they're dangerous at home. You know what happened last year there? Andrew Knapp hit a home run. Oh, My guy. Yeah. I got to bring Andrew Knapp up to this I podcast. Can't... This Andrew Knapp hate podcast. Speaking of which, Andrew Knapp, I, I'm shocked for El Mito caught today. Oh, I, I heard uh, apparently he fought Gabe on it. What, Realmito? Yeah, like Gabe was trying to get him a day off on you know a night game after yeah. a day game after a night game. He was and JT was, fights him every time he's coming out of the line. Yeah, Realmito is turning into to this generation's Darren Dalton. It's awesome. I just don't want him to be you know done at 31. But yeah. now Na- I'm sure Nap will play a game this weekend. He has to. Uh, my final final thought is that Aaron Altair got picked up by the Mets. Yeah, and new Phillies killer Aaron Altair. He's gonna torch us, man. I'm telling you. There's just no doubt. But he's going to figure it out. And he's, he's going to be a Met, and he's going to torch us for years and years and make fun of us for ever getting J.D. Davis and Aaron Altair, are you just a Mets fan now? Mike turns into a Mets <laughs> podcast. you got to believe. It's the Mets podcast. All right, uh, really quick high hopes. Uh, James will be back on 
Tuesday, we're not going to do one on Memorial Day. Like, can you, can we, can we get a day? You know, just one day. Philly's off got him. a day. Philly's got a day. High Hopes gets a day. Shout out to Julio for filling in for Seltzer. Um, I'm sorry I don't have my high pitched Charlie Day voice. I can't do it as well as James, but who can? You know, it's, that's him. That's that's what he does. Uh, that's going to do it for High Hopes. We we'll back on Tuesday. Two or three from the Cubs. Two or four from the Cubs. Beautiful. A road split. It's a good team. Feels back.